Hello, 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 and welcome to yet another episode of Golden Africa. This episode is quite bittersweet for me because, first of all, it's the last episode of 2021 for Golden Africa. We'll be coming right back in January and we'll be back with a bang and dropping episodes each and every week after that. The reason why it's sweet is because in this episode, I sit down with a dear friend of mine. She is a TV personality, a radio personality. She works in charity. She is an author. Um, she's a YouTuber. She's a big content creator is what I would say. And she also happens to be a gold African and a feminist at heart. And there's definitely a lot that we can learn from her. And it's my pleasure to introduce to you my dear friend, the one and only Lisa Kanyamozi Raboni. Hi, Lisa. Welcome to Golden Africa. It's a pleasure having you here. And please tell us all about what you do, what you've been doing and what you have managed to accomplish, especially considering where you are now, because I know you're doing so much and I simply couldn't do you enough justice. So please get into it and explain to us exactly what you do and a little bit about why. Hi, um, my name is Lisa Kanyamoziroboni. I am Ugandan. I'm a feminist. That's my political ideology. I am many things and multifaceted, as I like to call it. A student. I'm currently in my final year, Governance and International Relations. I am a business owner. I run Obonide, which is an Afrocentric store that deals in head wraps, brass jewelry, leather bags, beaded jewelry, and looking to expand to bigger and greater things in the new year. I also one, a marker, yet it's still small skill. It's going to start up on um, home decor pieces and then move into full-on interior designing for homes, offices, hopefully hotels and things of the sort. I am a media personality. I do radio and TV and the next media services. I'm a content creator and the conversations with Kaimozi. I work with Net Studios Africa to produce the video and podcast content as well as writing a personal blog that is just me ranting <laughs> about my life. Um, I think I said everything. I'm a public speaker. Yeah, I featured on TEDx. I have to say that consistently all the time. And you guys will not not know that I did that. I'm also a published author. I published my first book. It's on the job by Lisa Kanyamwazi Ravoni. You can get it in my Hiri books as well as Conversations with Kanyamwazi. And it's basically a conglomeration of my thoughts as a feminist, as a friend, as a young woman, and also conversations on sexual trauma. And finally, I recently started an organization, a non-profit organization that is set to help different communities. It is called Yambi Foundation, derived from the word of Yambi in my mother tongue, Toro, which means to give help. So yeah, Yambi Foundation is currently doing its first cancer donation drive and is really successful on it so I'm very very happy. My absolute favorite part is the fact that you're literally out of breath trying to explain everything that you are doing. That is a literal manifestation of what a gold African is. It's someone who has so many goals and they're trying to pursue them and create gold with them. But then also while creating an impact for so many people, having goals that are bigger than yourself. 
I would also want to touch on these two other parts of your career. And this is considering the work that you're doing with Girl Talk, as well as conversations with Kanye Mozi. So if you can tell us just a little bit about that, that would be highly, highly, highly appreciated. I should literally be slotted. So yeah, I just spoke about conversations with Kanye Mozi. That's um, the content creation I do in that studio's Africa. But I'm also, with the problem of having seven jobs, I'm also a Girl Talk Africa um, team member. I'm the team lead for the Uganda team and as well as Home Away From Home. So Girl Talk Uganda um, basically curates feminist conversations and communities within um, the Ugandan sphere. And um, we're able to look at how to advance the movement and how to continue movement building to ensure that feminist communities are growing within us. Then Home Away From Home is our refugee camp in Nachiwale where we provide um, educational material in the names of a library and recently started a program where we have 10 women who go through a business educating program for the length of a year. And then after that, we move them into possible capital generating or capital giving spaces so they can grow their businesses or start businesses. Wow. Wow. That's a lot to unpack. And I'm glad that we actually got into that. Now, it's clear to everyone who's listening that you are juggling a lot, a lot of work that you're doing just one person. And I'm sure you've faced questions about how you juggle so many things, how you're able to, you know, manage all these things, all these purposes, all these passions and everything that you're doing. What I want to know is get into the mentality behind it, the mindset behind why you actually juggle all this stuff. Um, First of all, a perfect manifestation (laughs) <laughs> how big do you want my head to be and why is it gigantic <laughs> anyway so um i like that you mentioned and you've seen that these they're, they're much of the same work so there's a correlation between the work that i do and that's i think the first answer to this question is a lot of the work that i do is linked together so it's not hard to juggle um why do i choose to juggle so much i think i'm a i'm a creative that's who i am and i like community work like i will grow passions and i'll be like, you know what, I can monetize that or I can do more in that area or I can do this and then I'll start it up and then boom, there I go with another thing on my plate. <laughs> so that's really how I end up juggling everything. How do I do it? I think I used to be such a control freak. I am a control freak to date, but um, I think it has lessened because I'm able to, I've learned over time that if I want to do things well, I will have to include people on my team. So even when I was starting Yambi, as much as I felt like I, I can handle it, I knew with my whole chest, if I had to do all this work by myself, it would fail to collapse. So learning to to say, I need help, or let's do this together, or please be a part of this has helped me juggle things better. Another thing is scheduling and learning to say no. So my editor asked me to join a book club about a month ago or two, two weeks to a month ago. And I told her I would really love this opportunity, especially with the people that you mentioned, but I just can't. So one, learning to say no has also helped me juggle what's on my plate currently, but most importantly, scheduling and prioritizing. I think I learned this watching a lot of YouTube videos when I felt like burnout was a thing, giving me pressure and palpitations. Like I just consistently felt tired. So um, saying, Lisa, you've chosen to carry this as your Lord. You've chosen to do 5,000 things in a 24-hour day. So how are you going to manage it? So this is what I do, for example, for the business. I don't take 
on-day deliveries. I don't want that. Even if I'm at home, you're just going to give me a headache because you're not in my plan. <laughs> so even if I have access to the stock, if you've not ordered the day before, I'm just going to kindly ask you to reschedule to the next day or another day that's available for you because I will be able to put it in as the business owner, right? Um, so scheduling and saying in the mornings, I've packed all my needed orders. So that's not going to interrupt any part of my day past 10 p.m. I do radio and TV, which is more in the afternoon. So that's already scheduled out that such times because there's an employer and things. Um, when it comes to school, school has a schedule as well. Three months every quarter, we can handle that. So learning to prioritize and schedule my life out has really, really helped me be more organized with the things that I'm juggling. And that's how I managed to juggle multiple things at once. Also, learning to say no. Learning to say no is very, very important if you want to juggle a thousand things. I love this energy that you're bringing. And two things that I want to highlight about what you just said is, first of all, the fact about um, boundaries, keeping boundaries even to your clients, making them know and making it clear to them that, oh, no, I'm not available on this day, but I am available on this day. And this is something that is quite valuable and does allow someone to establish more value than the clients might have perceived before. Another key point to note is this whole way of linking your businesses, which allows you to kind of have like a multiple businesses that are working towards achieving the same mission. For instance, I noticed something that you were doing around the month of October, um, which is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And Oponide was giving out discount codes or discount cards that allowed your clients to be able to have discounted breast cancer checkups. And that was so admirable, first of all. And right now, your foundation, your charity foundation, Yambi Foundation, is doing something similar. And you're currently raising money to offer 50 breast prosthesis to women. And this is definitely like a, a similar theme. However, I like how you manage to differentiate the businesses yet still create such a huge impact. And that's exactly what I want to touch on in today's episode. Now, what I want to know is how we can learn from you and what we can try to implement so that we also create conscious businesses. Because in your case, you don't even just have one business. It's more like multiple businesses that are all conscious businesses. And I think this is a virtue that gold Africans should implement in their business strategies and business models? Um, first of all, why have we taken forever to do this? Because I've been just enjoying the, um, the conversation already. I don't know how I can answer this with tips. I don't know how it happened, but it happened. I think let me just share a story and those people who say, mine is a statement, a question. And then maybe the lesson that can derive from that. So um, from um, high school, I used to be part of like the charity committee, the organizing committee for charity week and stuff like that. Like it genuinely brought me joy to be able to be part of a bigger cause, to be able to raise for other people. Now, we, I went to, I was privileged enough to go to um, an international school. And because of that nature, because of the nature of the lives of elite students who went to international schools, you understand that you are privileged. And I don't think that it's enough to say I'm privileged and then sit in it. What are you doing about your privilege? And if anything, I've learned through my feminism and my education of self, it is understanding that you can't just have privilege and sit on it. Let's use your privilege for the better. My life happened. <laughs> life happened to me and me and my family went through the worst financial shock or breakdown. And 
people were kind enough to give to me in different sections. And I'll share about this at some point in my life. But then I'm already building on the love that I had for charity, but also seeing people give me kindness and grace because they were able to in both material and emotional ways. That was such a learning process for me. So when I started my business, I was down. And I say this whenever someone interviews me about my business. I was down to the last coin. I remember my first year of uni was nothing like, it wasn't like fun. It was nothing like, oh my God, like I'm having the best life ever. No, like I struggled financially when it came to uni and I couldn't put my parents in a position to provide for me because they were struggling as well to make ends meet. So when I started my business and I was able to, you know, afford cocktails and afford dates and I could go shopping and, you know, I could look at online stores and be like, oh, I'm going to get bad, I'm going to get bad. It wasn't enough for me to just be taking care of myself. It was like, okay, so now you have a platform. Now you have a working business. Now you have all these different forms of income. What are you doing in your position, Lisa, as Lisa, to ensure that there's an extra branch of where your work is going? And that's when I made the decision to start with the sexual assault awareness that we did earlier this year. I was like, you constantly talk about you know, sexual assault and you talk about consent and you talk about rape and you talk about people get therapy, but you have a platform. You have, I think I have 4,000 followers on Twitter. You have 4,000 followers who trust you. <laughs> you have a business. You have a job. Why don't you look to partner with someone who can be able to aid that and all you do is fundraising because you can talk to people and they can give you money. And I remember we made close to double of the target and I was wow. And then that's when I thought of the MB Foundation because I always knew I'd start a charity organization at some point in my life. I didn't know it was, it was going to be this early. But if you have the tools to make it happen now, then why are you pushing it to them is what happened. So back, getting you too much of it, too much jars, basically. But back to that, how do you sort of have uh, a conscious business? It's understanding that you have privilege of having a successful business. And for blessings to come back to you, and I think a lot of people who have been religious or spiritual, you have to give back <laughs> because the hand that's closed is not able to receive. So it's important to ask yourself, how am I using my privilege? That's the first step. Ask yourself questions. Two, you have profit. Like if you're running a business, you have profit. It's Im- like it's important. So if you cut the 5K and that 5K changes someone's life, 5K Uganda shillings, that changes someone's life. Why is that so hard for you to continuously continue to do as as an individual, probably every three months or every four months or every six months in your business or annually? It's your business being blessed because it continues to bless others. And then I think the third thing is just like we're put in positions to not hoard, but to give back. Because you have been, you've had access to, I don't even know if these are tips, but maybe you will learn from them and then like things will click. Because you have access to certain places, to certain to certain opportunities, what are you doing as an individual to make the world better with that one recommendation or with that one cause or with that one, let me do more than just feed my stomach? So yeah, it's just where I come from to make my business a conscious effort. My privilege is not mine alone. I'm supposed to use my privilege for better. That's what I feel. Wow, wow. Gem after gem after gem. I hope y'all who are listening are taking notes because I already know I'm re-listening to this episode multiple times so that I can make the most out of all these gems that Lisa is 
dropping out of experience, out of her own business experience in multiple ventures. Now, in the spirit of December, we're closing off the year and this is the final episode of the year. And I just had to close this episode off with some kind of a bang, right? There's something I've noticed about you, Lisa, um, and it's on your social media. It's very clear. Anyone who follows you can notice this. Follow her if you don't already. I'll put her handles in the description box below. So check them out. Follow her, follow her businesses and everything. Back to what I was saying. There's something that's very clear that Lisa does on her social media pages. Other than providing so much value about business, about being a woman, about career tips and everything in between, there's something that she does and it is to highlight a lot of her milestones. So when she hit um, the five-year mark of being on radio, she highlighted that when she hit like five years or six years of being a working babe, she put that all over her social media. She's now an author. She also put that. It's very clear what she does. It's all over her social media. And it's that time of the year where everyone is trying to set goals for the next year. But one thing that we often forget is to actually sit down and recognize all the achievements that we've made. And that's exactly what I want to understand. Like, what is your goal setting strategy? What is your gratitude strategy or formula? Like, how do you do all this? Also, why do you feel the need to showcase your milestones on your social media that's what I want to understand. I think let me start with what I was supposed to slide in. First of all, thank you for your patience and thank you for like saying I need you here. And um, because I really, really wanted to be a part of it. I think instantly from when I think you followed me on social media. Oh, I followed you. I don't know who followed who first. Um, I was completely in love with you. Like I didn't know you, but me, I was like, ah, me, me, this chick, I like her. So when you brought up the opportunity for me to, I remember we had a conversation, I think 2019 or early 2020. And I was like, oh, she's quite great vibes um and then um you just offering me to be part of this i'm so thankful thank you so much for thinking about me thank you so much for being patient and us finally doing it so i'm genuinely happy i hope you're happy as well but being with me i have always always been always been this overachieving child like from primary school I was academic student I'd get an award every week or every two weeks if I didn't get it in that week I'd be really mad at myself like I've always been like the overachiever I remember in A level I did full A level which is the hardest thing like imagine sitting your AS in May and May June and then sitting your A2 in October November like it's hard but I remember getting ABD and at that same time I think I was out of school for a couple of months because of financial issues and I was in school, 50% of the school time, and I still passed. I got A and B, D. And I remember being so hard on myself. Like I started crying and I was just like, so I, I disregarded the A and B and like just focused like a D. I'm such a failure, blah, 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 A, B, C, D. And then I got into the work world and then I, I set targets. I'm like, okay, so at this point I need this. And then I would ignore all these amazing things that I was doing in my work world because I hadn't hit these unrealistic targets that would need time and that would need more from me or more from my platform being in the media, uh, which was a place I hadn't gotten at. But then also I kept forgetting the fact that Lisa, you're actually really young. <laughs> so like you're putting yourself, I'd pin myself on goals that are being achieved by like 27 to 30 year old. And I was in my teenage years. So 
imagine that struggle. Well, I see people moving out of their parents' house and me, 19 as I am, I also may want to move out next year. Ah, oh, baby, we want rent. I remember like that was a really, really, really bad place for me because I didn't value my work. At the time, I was also going through depression based on my sexual trauma. Like I just felt a lot of worthlessness. So, um, and then also I was going through body dysmorphia. Yeah. <laughs> so I was going through it emotionally. And then I don't know what clicked. I went to therapy and asked a couple of questions. And I think in that I had the epiphany of it's important for me to start clapping for myself and celebrating myself, but also not being too hard on myself. So yeah, so on goals, how do I set goals that I can attain? I set goals based off manifestation. <laughs> I may have said, I may have a house in Kololo, which is like a really, really rich people suburb in Uganda. I want to ask in Kololo by 40. If I get that house in Kolono Sawa, I'm going to do the work that I need to do for it. If I don't, <laughs> yeah, I set the target and that's what it is. So that's what has become my goal setting. Like I'll say, oh, I would like this, this, this for my career in the next year. I know I want a physical store for my business, for an office, um, for, for, for me in the next year. Once I graduate from uni, just to have like a stationary place. And I would really like to have the money to be able to sustain that and not struggle. I know I'd like to move out in the next year. I know I'd like to, uh, I'd like to get myself a very nice car for my graduation. Like I know the stuff that I want, but I've also got to a place that Lisa, if you achieve this well and good, if you don't, it's okay. But you just put it out there. You just never know who could be listening, but also what the universe could be in preparing for you and it just wants you to claim it. So that's how I set my goals. If it happens, it happens. I set the biggest dream possible for myself and say, you know what, let's move. <laughs> you can work towards it. If you hit it and you don't hit it, it's okay. Um, then why do I celebrate myself so loudly? It's very easy for us to lose touch of how much we've achieved or how well we've done or how great we've managed to accomplish in whatever sectors of our lives. So I think it's important to make those memory stamps on new social media because, okay, I'm influenced on in the media, whatever. But like, Sometimes I'm having the worst day and I go into my Instagram, to my social medias and I'm just, I look through and I'm like, Lisa, you did this, you did this, you did this, you did this, you did this. So what's making you feel like you can't do that, you know? So it's also just like a, it's a big up on me and just to remind myself, like you're doing amazing. So I think it's important for us to document that work, but then also you get to motivate so many young women. Like, I love it when young women come into my gym and say, hi, and I look at your social media and, and it makes me feel this way or I feel that way. And it warms my heart that me sharing parts of my life, both the vulnerable and the wins, makes someone else feel like they can do it. But also that, oh, she's human. So I share for myself, but I also share for other people to be able to see that it's, it's all possible. Eh? Like, all you have to do is just... It's me saying, me, me, I want, this is what I want, and then you'll get it. Yeah, thank you again for having me. I appreciate you. If you have any more questions, I'm also available. <laughs> but I appreciate you, and I'd love to be back here at another time. Oh, wow. We decided to make this episode the final episode of Golden Africa for 2021, and it's turned out as such a success. Like, I can't have imagined a better ending to this year, and... Lisa has been such a blessing to me personally and I'm glad that I could share her magic with you as well. And there's a lot that I've learned from this conversation I've had with her and I just hope you're learning more from her as well as well as continue to learn from her on her social media platforms because she just keeps on spreading gems. 
Now, for this episode, I know it's long. It's a little bit longer than usual, but I'm glad the energy just came out and the vibes are vibing, you know? And I have a few final thoughts for you there who is listening to me right now. First of all, thank you so much for listening to this episode for this long. Thank you for sticking with us. And thank you so much for all the love that we've received like across 2021. 2021 was a big, big year for us. And I couldn't have done it without you and my team. And I'm super grateful for that. I hope that you sit down and realize all the blessings that you've had this year. Be grateful for everything that you've had, the ups, the downs, and the in-betweens that have allowed you to be who you are today. You know, like every day, like in 2021, it seemed similar. It seemed like a similar day after day after day. It was mundane. A few ups here and there, a few downs here and there. However, if you look back at it like now, you realize how many people you've met, how many educational content that you've consumed and everything that God has blessed you with. So I just hope that you can sit down and actually bask in all this gratitude as you set the goals for 2022 so that you can set a great start for the new year and that's where i close off this episode remember as always to stay gold and go get it (music) 